closed system from a company that trusts rather than an open system. Trust. It's all about gaining trust. So, so the companies that aren't that aren't being trustworthy are actually being penalized really seriously, which is good. Yeah. Here's a question: If I said, if we had a company and we say, you as an individual, what if? Um, Instead of having a big server farm like like Google, you could volunteer your own laptop. You can say, "Here's 10 gigabytes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let them put some video content encrypted on my machine, and whenever anyone needs to request it, they can try to request it from me instead of the server farm, and you could get paid for that, right?" Or whenever we have to run a problem and calculate something, my computer is going to be on for the, you know, and if it's on during this time of day and it actually gets used for the calculation, then you get paid, right? So that's how a distributed um, computing model might look. Just to play devil's advocate, I don't know enough about that, but yeah. how could that be used in a poor way or inefficiencies? Are going to be exploited? Yeah, exploitations and just inefficiencies and like human error and weather. Well, you know, it's actually a really well-solved problem. So you have, you might go in and corrupt your data somehow or make it unreliable because you're, you want to cause damage. But if you build the system in such a way that you, so for in terms like blockchain, the way, Bit, like Bitcoin had to answer all these problems. So it's democratic. Where you can say, you say, here's the answer. And then someone else in the network says, that's not the right answer. Right? And so you have, there, there's systems in place that I'm not really in a position to be sophisticated to, to talk about. But there, it is. I know what you're I read about that about Bitcoin. It's like that's how they can actually validate. You're right that there's genuine problems and things that you have to solve to, to do something like that. That's interesting. I never thought about that. It's confirming. Maybe 2021. I'm getting iPhone. You have one. I have one, but it's not like my phone. Just the, just the device. actually going to become an irrelevant skill in the next decade. Oh, what? Because languages. of instant translation? Uh, knowing other languages because, because of what? Speaking languages? Right. Because maybe it's the case that you can speak whatever language you want and it's translated. You, you process what they're saying in your yeah. ear. Yeah, with 5G, and I feel like with 5G it's going to be more positive. <laughs> Stop speaking emojis. 
heard someone mention that the other day, how it's universal. I was like, oh, I guess that's true. Kind of like hieroglyphics or something. Right, but you can't actually articulate so this, like high-level abstract ideas. No, you can't. Maybe well, one day. maybe. That would be pretty cool. How would you represent the idea of the future with emojis? I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. Let's see. Old, old man. How do they do that in, yeah, I guess maybe. How do they do that in like uh, ancient cultures with Egyptian hieroglyphics and stuff? Because their, their written language was images, right? If you're gonna, we're talking about the past or the future? What do you mean? Like, if, we're, if we're trying to represent the idea of the past. Oh, yeah. So old man It's probably Osiris. Osiris. Yeah. He's like God the Father of Egypt. Yeah. So you'd be the past or the future or both? The past. But then, but how do you even, yeah, that's the problem. How do you even conceptualize that? Like, how would you do that? Well, they had to, they draw him. He has an image. He has an appearance. He's yeah, yeah. blue face guy. Yeah. Just weird thinking about how you would begin to communicate that. Huh. Like the just the forming of language, where you even start, like how you even start to form language. Yeah, from scratch, from nothing. Like I don't really know how you do it. It's a lot of pointing and mumbling until you're like, got it. I don't know. Because how could you say what that image of Osiris is even about without speech? Would you need speech to do it? Speech? Yeah. To form the language? Yeah. Could you develop a written language before you had an oral language? Yeah, that's what I'm asking, basically, I guess. I don't know. That's a great question. Even if your written language is images, like, wouldn't you need an oral language to communicate the image? I think speech, 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 speech precedes the written language. Because you can identify Because any character can be attached to, like, what I'm saying. But like, the, like, alphabets, how there's different alphabets for you. But you think if humans, like human beings, had spoken language before written, would you oh. would you need but, both though? But could we have? Could we have done written only, never any verbal? Where, or let's say this instead of spoken sign language. Yeah, yeah. That could, that's actually sign language is actually. Because yeah. that's because even with, even if they, if you're thinking of language as in hieroglyphics, that's just pictures. So you would need like this is an image. Yeah. So even our letters are like images. So you'd have to like I don't know would it be bold kind of because I mean, you'd be you'd have to explain the, the image or editing emojis. People watching videos more than reading. Just wondering in the past would it have been possible to have only pictures, only written language and no spoken language? Uh, 
That's really, really complicated. Because even like thinking about like, if you wanted to, I feel like if I wanted to say that that's a girl, like how would I do that without speech? And then how would I do that without the image? Like if I would, if I didn't, how would I say this is a girl? Yeah, because this is this is male, this is female. Yeah, yeah, but then you're using that's language because that's images, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a language. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much, but it's not a spoken language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is pretty much opposite sides. That's really weird. I feel like it would be more sound. It's like move like something like you're showing making alphabet because I don't think so alphabet was exist as it is like meaning of the alphabet I feel like it was more like symbols it seems counterintuitive though because it seems counterintuitive because I could say male I could say man right but it's actually it has you don't less, have this. So like what, I wanted, what if I wanted the letter N to be N so I could spell right? But it's man. It's less intuitive though, right? Than this. You know what I mean? Like well, because our brain is settled on. I think be, well because it's connected to the visual. Yeah, correct. Right, but man isn't necessarily connected to. The, the sound man isn't really connected to the idea of a man. We just, yeah, it's arbitrary. Like you kind of need so both, right? this language, are they like, they're not mutually exclusive to form language. So maybe they are, like they are, to form a language, you have to have speech. And, and the image. Set of rules to communicate. Like, it just, it seems counterintuitive though that we would have had spoken first because it's arbitrary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, the, the rules are totally arbitrary. Whereas, let's say that we're two human beings who don't have any form of language. We're just totally unsophisticated. And I was trying to get the idea of a man from my head into your head. If I would just start saying noises, oh, yeah. it probably is so much less effective than doing something like this. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <coughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. Or because like, yeah, if you think of language as in like images, like this, <coughs> or, or even if someone drew a penis. Or We're acting things out, right? Limitation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're getting multiple images, like this. Like, if we're taking it from a biological evolutionary perspective, of like to advance our species, we have to protect. So, like, if there's danger, like a lion, we have to communicate that there's a lion or something. Yeah. Or like weather. Oh, it's like the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you imitated what you see, and like if one of your persons, like say one of your tribe died from the lion, yeah. we need to tell the rest of the tribe that there's a lion, so I'm like, communicate that, you know, like, and act it out first. Right, it has to be visual, probably, it's, it makes more sense to be visual before it's auditory. Yeah. And then your word for lion would probably be rar. And then we so, so you came up with a better one. You'd be like, rawr, rawr, out the or something like that. Yeah. Because that's what you associated yeah. with that image, I guess. That Good noise. So you get introduced to like his cousin, like the tiger. Yeah. It would be interesting to just say for, for some amount of time, for a day or a week or a month or a year, 
we're going to not use any spoken language or any language. We just have to try to get ideas between our heads. Like we have to develop a language without without the ones that we don't already have. Right? It's possible. Like, because oh, in our brain, we're already processing language to communicate. We're just not. We're choosing not. Right. You would have to opt out of it. The only thing you might have learned, you because when I came, I didn't speak English, I didn't know English, but I didn't know it like at all. It's just your body is a little stressed because like if you want to like experience something like emergency, your body, your just brain like sort of like observing and creating ways. Like I could show with my two hands without like English. Pretty much everything. Mm. But like, what about, like, what about exclusively English or like creative things? Like, how do I communicate in like TikTok? Well, see, so maybe you could never. Then, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but like, okay, a clock even. It's like human, like, creative yeah. clock. Abstract so things. Like, we can only it have to be like almost organic in a sense. <laughs> I guess the, I think maybe with that, maybe you go to something like. The sun, or even your shadow, maybe. Because your shadow is kind of your own sundial, sort of. The technology that comes from language, we, if we were to do this, like, we'd have to omit some of this. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Already created, because like we understand. We have to go out in the woods. Is like through these lenses, like we have this table. So let's imagine that we have spheres and tents, which are technology, and maybe a wheel and fire. <laughs> so we could imagine we already have. I feel some. like fire is probably like probably the most fierce fire. Yeah, because it brings everything in a way. What would be? Is there any like other primitive technology that would be difficult to represent? I can't imagine trying to communicate fire to someone without actually fire. You'd have to see it. Because like if someone's yeah. never seen fire before and you're trying to tell them about a fire, I'm like, what would you do? Like you would actually need fire to show them. No, it's actually you can mimic anything that you see, like birds flying. You can show this. It's not like we create the world water world birds. So we can show like we can mimic actions. That's true. Yeah, imitation. Imitation. Yeah. Babies, then, do babies do that. Think about how babies form language. It's probably like the best example of language. Sleeps. So the real way to figure this out would just be to take a bunch of babies and just put them together and never see teach them anything. Yeah. See what they do. Give them like enough to survive. Yeah, yeah. To communicate. Or you raise a community of children by never speaking to them. I can only imagine like what would happen to those children if like if you gave them enough to survive, so all of a sudden this person just hands them food, like what you would become to that that community of children. Like you'd probably be their god, you I guess. Baby without nurturing? Feeds me. I think, you know, yeah. I think we, like, I, mean, I know keep it alive. That'd be this, so terrible. No, I'm just, I'm just curious, yeah, like, what does that do for the human, like, what does yeah. it look like? Can, like, is that actually a component of successful like, to adulthood? Probably. We I need like a nurturing. Well, we do problem. need. To, I mean, that's the price we paid evolutionarily for our giant brains. So think about a, a giraffe or a deer. They're born, and then two seconds later, they can run away from a predator. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So what we've traded is we have these massive. We have these massive brains, but we have one. Uh, like a long 
development process. We have a giant, like you're, you're practically dependent until you're 18. You know what I mean? It's 18 years. Whereas like, think about like a whale gives birth and the, the baby's swimming immediately. They can keep up. But there's other species that do have more development processes. Right, but I'm just saying that that's our trade-off. Are we the longest? Uh, we're certainly the longest period of dependence. Of dependence. Yeah. Well, is that because of society or because of evolution? Well, I'm, I'm tempted to say that it's... I think it could be wrong. It's, you know, there's there's an element of it that's certainly cultural. Yeah. But yeah. think about, like, what's the soonest that you could leave a five-year-old alone in the woods? Um, you know, like, zero. I mean, it's difficult Unless because... You're Spartan. It's yeah. difficult because... <laughs> Spartans. Maybe that's not a good question. Because we don't survive alone in the woods anyway. But maybe the question is, what is the amount of time, what is the age that you could leave a group of five-year-olds? You know, is it a group of five-year-olds that would survive? A group of eight-year-olds? A group of 12-year-olds? Well, it's probably just consciousness of choice. <laughs> Right? Same consciousness of like of uh, consequence, mm -hmm. you know, like where you can actually make a choice A or B. Like if I if I'm, like hit my brother in the face, I'm gonna get spanked. So I'm not gonna do it. Versus like a baby or like someone who doesn't know. They also have to have the competence to use the techniques to survive. Like they have to understand techniques of survival that have to be taught to them. It's like we have so many layers of knowledge that are non-instinctual. Do you know what I mean? So you just have to, even if you're physically capable, you might not be cognitive. We're doing great. Crazy. Yeah, that is. That's really interesting. Layers of knowledge that are not instinctual. So, huh. It's weird to see. It's weird watching. Um, you know what is funny? Other creatures. Six months ago, I was thinking about this one. Uh, especially about Verona, like my dog. It was like she wanted to learn. Like it was like, I'm sure she was born with certain instincts, but she wanted that, those that extra levels of knowledge. Like she would sit there and listen to me say words so she could understand the different words that I was, like she would try to, yeah. I've never heard of a doctor. She would, she would sit in front of me and like turn her head to the side. If she didn't, if, she, if I said a word that she didn't know and she could tell I was trying to communicate, like she would know fish. Like if I ever took her to the river, my Verona when I had her, oh, yeah. I could take her to the river and I'd be like, where's the fish? And she'd go running out in the water looking for a fish and like, she just, she would like, that's what's interesting to me, like she tried to acquire knowledge, it was weird. Like go beyond just having the instinct she was born with, yeah.